Hello and welcome uh, back to the pod. Uh, we got a good one here tonight, uh, everyone. A uh, couple big things coming in uh, the world of Serb. Uh, Bev, what do we got going on? Well, I think the first one we'll touch is uh, there's a big fight going on in, in Canada right now. So going back uh, when the coronavirus pandemic started, the government's solution for all the folks that were losing all their income was to start up this, this thing called CERB, which um, actually I'm forgetting what the name of it. Here, Canadian Canada Emergency Re- yeah. Response Benefit. Yeah. So basically, as long as you earned at least $5,000 from employment or self-employment in 2019 or the preceding uh, uh, 12 months of the application date, um, you would get a, uh, I guess, like a stipend of, of $2,000. I think it was every two weeks. Is that no, right? every month. Uh, every oh, month. every month. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, long story short, the um, basically what happened is all these people applied for it. Uh, but they didn't understand the difference between uh, gross and net income, so before and after expenses. So they have all these examples of people, like I read one about some lady in Nova Scotia who bakes cakes or something like that and sells them like just out of her kitchen or whatever. So she uh, applied for the benefit, obviously clearly was not qualif- uh, uh, didn't qualify for it, and then she <laughs> has to pay back $12,000 in CERB benefits, and she's freaking out, oh, we're not going to have Christmas and uh, this and that. And Well, it's like, what do you think? If you, uh, you make less than $5,000 uh, in your cake business, and you, the government just gave you $12,000 uh, for your CERB benefit, what do you expect? Like, what do you really expect? But... It's interesting, yes, uh, and I think the point of conversation will be uh, there's this big debate over uh, how should they have been treating that gross versus net, and why weren't they clear about what uh, what the definition would be in terms of income. Uh, and the funny thing down here is uh, even Bill Morneau, who was the finance minister at the, at the time, said people only have to go online to satisfy some very limited conditions, saying that they have $5,000 in revenue, over the last 12 months so right away he he, right from that he kind of i think misinterpreted it himself as the finance minister interestingly enough but as a result a lot of people are now i think 440,000 or something like that are now having to pay back some of their serb so that's basically an intro to it what do you guys think should these guys be paying their serb back or should they get to keep it uh here's hmm Interesting take, because uh, a lot of these people are clearly self-employed. And the whole point uh, for some people having like a, a little side business like that is to pay next to nothing in taxes. Like you're you're going to go out there and you're going to write off as much as you possibly can to limit your tax uh, liability. Um, clearly, some of these people were uh, over claiming uh, than where they should be, because realistically, if you did not if you made less than five thousand or made less than five thousand dollars you wouldn't be in a real business but they were clearly writing off things that they shouldn't have been writing off would you not just apply for because canada like serb benefits have other benefits for businesses where you can get at the time it was a small business loan a forty thousand dollar small business loan but you only had to pay back 30 grand in two years so essentially you get 10 grand for free and all that you need to qualify for that is your business had to be down at least 30 percent in sales and you can prove that uh from uh the um from the start of uh the pandemic so of course you would take that like if you were a small business of course your revenue is going to be down would you not take a free 10 grand hell yeah you would why didn't these people who are self-employed 
take that benefit. They just took the wrong benefit because realistically, they're not a real business. They're not anything. They're just trying to make up some excuse to get Serb. Like, surprise, surprise, you don't qualify for $12,000. Exactly. Um, yeah. Another thing as well, like, I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how many people on welfare were also applying for CERB at the exact same time who didn't qualify for it. Because at the beginning of the uh, benefit, uh, everyone is just a, a blanket. Yeah, you you apply, you get approved. Deal with it later on. But I mean, you're you're an adult. Make your own decisions. Uh, anyways, uh, Derek, yeah. I, our uh, big D, no. I cut you off. <laughs> no worries, man. Yeah, so I mean, now this is the we're dealing with it later on, right? This is that portion of it. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing that I was hearing, especially out of people like Jagmeet, who's been very vocal over the last couple of weeks um, about people not having to pay it back, was about it, you know, it being hard to understand and people not being sure, you know, so they applied. But honestly, if you if you went to the website and you read the language, like it was there clear as day, like you could read the list and you'd know right away if you, you uh, qualified or not. And, you know, there's been some crazy stories over, over this whole year that we've heard about people who, you know, didn't get this money legitimately. Like, like one particular one, I can't remember what, what province it was, uh, but there was an older lady who had been retired and she had two sons who were both special needs. And so she's she was getting um, her pension and her children were both getting, who they're, they're grown men, but they're, um, Dis- you know, handicapped, so they were getting disability. Um and so they were getting money already and didn't qualify because they weren't they weren't working anywhere. It had, didn't really affect their lives at all. And so she got uh, $12,000 that first payment because she got $2,000 uh, for each of them. Plus, they double paid a bunch of people by accident that first month. Right. So you got people like that who have $12,000 of our money, the taxpayer's money. Right. Um, and so now we're just supposed to say, oh, because they didn't understand they get to keep it. Like, that's insane no. to me. And, you know, for a fact and I know for facts, I remember hearing people talk about it. There was tons of people who applied for this knowingly that they, they weren't actually eligible for it. Um, just because they were gambling on the fact that this was going to happen right here is that the government was going to lay, you know, lay over and say, uh, no, too, don't worry about it. We're, we're just going to, you know, eat the cost and uh, it's too much paperwork. Yeah, that like, and and that's probably uh, what I was thinking of when I'm thinking of people on welfare, like that exact situation. You're already living 100 percent off government support, like the welfare state, and you you think you're entitled to more? Like, no, you don't get to make more money. Like right now, like uh, we just saw that Canada's national debt surpassed a trillion dollars. So that's that's 30k every man, woman, and child in Canada. Like that's. That's insane. That is, that is insane. And the fact that each of us now owe 30 grand plus whatever insane amount of interest is going to be by the time it's paid off. I'm not paying $30,000 out of my pocket because I'm going to work for you because you're retired. Like, no, like you have to pay it back. You shouldn't have spent that money. You shouldn't have gone above and beyond your means. Like this is emergency money to get you by when you need it in an emergency because you lost your job. It clear as day. You're a server or something like that. And you're re- the government shuts down your restaurant. Hey, we're going to give you this instead of EI. They were pushing everyone away from EI to this emergency response benefit because it's coming out of a different budget doesn't make any sense to me why people are like oh it's a pandemic so i just get more free money no you're already getting yes, free yeah. government money like stop like you you can't play that you can't be that ignorant like no one is that ignorant like you know dipping. that's wrong yeah exactly 
Oh well, now after all this, the uh, the new monetary theory or new or I think it's new monetary theory is all coming out now where they're saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter if you rack up huge debts and if you have all this, uh, you know, these massive deficits and oh, it doesn't matter if everybody owes thirty thousand dollars. You just keep writing, creating money and then uh, uh, inflation isn't an issue anymore. It's like the biggest site. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. Well, that's probably why. Uh Morgan Thau isn't uh, the finance minister anymore. Like, who resigns as finance finance minister? Like, there there had to have been something going on in the background there, where the the powers that be up here in Canada, Mister Mister whoever Trudeau or whoever's actually holding the power uh, at B, like wanted to write more checks, and he probably's like, I'm not going to be going down in history as the finance minister that destroyed and bankrupted a country. I'm not going to do it. Now they got someone else like, yeah, sign it up. Let's get Sir Brolin again. Say, <laughs> <laughs> like, how much do I get paid a year? Hell yeah. 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 Like it's wild. And, wild. you know, I even know for, you know, from people I've talked to that some of the businesses that got back up and running and, you know, started to get the, uh, the payroll subsidy, um, they were able to get that and back pay employees. Um, and then those employees who had received CERB in the first place, um, once they were back paid, were instructed to send their CERB money back so they wouldn't be owing taxes on money that they'd have been back paid for that period. Um, and then you're clear. You don't have to deal with it at all. Um, but then, you know, people in those positions, of course, also thought they could double dip and, and held on to their money now. And then, of course, <laughs> they're going to be asked for it back in April or whatever, and they're going to be wondering why they're you know why they're going to be asked for whatever it is seven eight nine thousand dollars ten thousand dollars twelve thousand dollars that they clearly probably don't have here anymore right so uh it's just it's crazy it's 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 a once again it's adults walking around and and blaming the world for their problems like you know you you should have you know some sort of a plan here people like i know the the pandemic is crazy it was unprecedented it was never something that we thought was going to happen but like there's tons of things that you that happen to people every day that they don't think is going to happen and you should always at least in the back of your mind have that as a possibility and and that's the thing people were just caught on on their you know flat feet and uh they they just want to blame the the world for it right like I've been on employment insurance uh, in my life, like, and it was a horrible, horrible feeling. But I mean, like I got fired from a job out of the blue, or they not fired, like let go from a job out of the blue. Uh, like company shut down, like that's it. Now you have no income. Like it's a scary, scary feeling. And while you're on EI, like employment insurance uh, up here, like the whole thing is like, the contract is we will give you money while you're looking for a job that entire time i was looking for a job i'm not just sitting there and going to be like oh how many weeks of benefit am i entitled to i'm just going to milk it the whole time absolutely not i'm sitting there doing what you're legally supposed to do and find a job like that's the whole point it's insure an insurance policy to get you by and employment insurance isn't that much money like it's the same amount as serve it's a thousand bucks every two weeks so two grand a month realistically if you're an adult with a, a house and like cars and family and all that stuff like could you survive off two grand a month like no you can't survive off that you can't that's have pre-tax. all the things. yeah that's pre-tax like you can't survive off that money like w- w- what the hell like i'm sure well, sorry you, i'm sure you could survive off of it for a little bit not but well, i mean you're, though, yeah yeah exactly like you're not you're not really living like that's that's yeah that's subsistence like the hierarchy of needs like you you got some shelter probably and some food like but you're not you're not really living like that that's basic human needs and that's the 
that's what I think people misinterpreted what like misinterpreted like I don't know just want to think like hey this is a once in a lifetime freebie uh, same thing with maybe people who ride EI habitually like every year ride EI like oh the government's just going to give you money like it's not the government the government doesn't make money well I guess they kind of do now but <laughs> it's the taxpayers <laughs> and other people who pay for that like you're just leeching off other people you can't yeah. Yeah, and that's just that yeah, leeching. Most people don't. I think a lot of people just don't care. Like, not everybody's got that, you know, <sighs> take care of yourself kind of attitude. It's a it's a shitty attitude to have. Like, like givers and takers, and there are way more takers in the world in all sense. Like, not just monetarily. Like, just like they, they suck the life out of you. And I think people are way too uh, complacent with being takers than by being givers. I, I don't know. Anyways, I, uh, if you if you hadn't noticed, I, I had a weird interaction the other day with someone who was sucking the life out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair well, enough. Well, yeah. I guess on that note, let's uh, let's just jump over. And so I guess with um, all the coronavirus cases starting to ramp up, uh, the Ontario government's decided to in- implement a full lockdown right across the province. So. Uh, I figured we could take a bit of time and chat about what that lockdown actually means. Because last time it was pretty, like everything was shut down. Schools were shut down, daycares, pretty much all stores, uh, except for big box stores, of course. Um, course. uh, Well, essential big box stores like like grocers and discount, you know, like Costco, stuff like that. Uh, Best Buys and all that were were shut down. But uh, this time it's looking like it's a little bit different. So, um, So I just flagged a couple interesting ones. You can still have... No indoor gatherings, of course, inside your house. Outdoor gatherings limited to 10 people. Um, they're actually shutting down the schools this time, but uh, elementary school will return in person on the 11th. So I think that's maybe, what, a week week later than they were scheduled to. Mm-hmm. Secondary students are January 25th, so it's two weeks or whatever. Um, other than that, I mean, it seems like most things are still open. All the stuff you would expect, you know, like a zoo and a cl- aquarium or something like that, a casino um, but it seems like a lot of stuff is, is still open. And actually, uh, when you actually go through the list, I mean, it's it's there's restrictions on things like you have to have curbside pickup and and stuff like that. But uh, it doesn't, doesn't seem nearly as bad as it was last time. So, what do you guys think? Is this uh, this going to be as as serious as before? Uh so the biggest thing and for our YouTube viewers, you can see some of the lists that we're looking at here, is uh, just breezing through. Uh, it really seems that any business that's really driven by cash, so somewhere where you wouldn't normally pay like debit or credit or whatever, like uh, realistically, bars, strip clubs, nail salons, hairstylists, like anywhere where you're going to go and pay cash, uh, shut down. Hard, no, you're not going there. You're shutting it down. Everywhere else, yeah, you're open, but... Make sure you got a plan for it. Like it's the weirdest, weirdest thing. Like it's it's a air quotes lockdown, but it's is it really a lockdown? Like everyone's still going to work because I, I think they realize you can't. And like I guess Trump said it best. Like the solution can't be worse than the problem, or the solution can't be worse than the disease. Uh, so like a full lockdown, everyone stay in their house uh, for a month or whatever, and then we'll get rid of this disease. Like yeah, sure that would work, but then people are going to starve people are going to kill themselves people are going to like get beat up by their spouses like men men and women or whatever are going to beat the crap out of each other like i mean 
they're just that's not a realistic thing so they know that the at least this time that the economy has to go and it just looks like they're focusing on the economy that pays taxes more than the economy that you know makes less than five thousand dollars net a year and uh, claims benefits (laughs) (laughs) yeah cake businesses are gonna get hit hard for sure yeah Yeah, I, i think that you know there's probably lessons they've learned at this point you know it's been like i can't believe we're coming up on you know it'll be a year in like three months from now right like of this fucking crazy world um, but I think they kind of know, you know, every time they make some of these measures a little bit more about what the effects are because they have a little bit more data. And, and I think that definitely informs that decision. Um, it's interesting. They are doing weddings and funerals. It's up on the screen right now. Um, initially, that was something they had shut down as well, which was crazy. Wow, I think big, yeah. people people weren't allowed to have a funeral. You know, that was awful. And I had a family member pass away this year. And, you know, when things were a little bit more open and it was still a, just a, an awful experience. So. Um, just, just wild to think that things like that are, you know, were, weren't even a, a possible in like March, April, and at least they're allowing people to do that now, which is, which is good. Um, but yeah, you know, we're starting to hear a lot more, um, I don't know if there's an article or anything. I should have found one earlier, but they were talking about, you know, now they're starting to get a lot of data rolling in about some of the, uh, the mental health effects and addiction and things like that. Um, and the deaths that relate to that this year too. So, you know, I think they're doing their best to try and keep people working, keep people, um, you know, living the most amount of normal they can and under these, uh, limitations. Right. So I, I think that, you know, Ford is getting just reamed from both ends right now. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I I think he did a good thing in, he, uh, he waited to announce everything on Monday, uh, knowing full well that if he announced it last Friday, that there would have been a huge rush into all the stores and panic shopping and just crazy shit all weekend. And that's not going to help things, especially if you're trying to limit the amount of people everywhere. Uh, so that was a smart move. And then the other move he made that was smart uh, was doing this uh, starting on Boxing Day, uh, knowing full well that people are going to break these rules and at least probably go and see their their, their parents or whatever. Like there's probably going to be lots of lots of dinners of three and four people and, and you know, like they can say whatever they want with their restrictions, but I'm sure that that's going to happen for a lot of people. Um, and he yeah. knows that and I'm sure he's going to do it too. Um, so it was interesting <laughs> that he picked Boxing Day because originally, I guess the rumor uh, was the discussions were about the 24th. Um, but, you know, I think that, that you can see that he is, uh, you know, he obviously can't come out and say it, but I think he's he's trying to be as human about it as he can. He understands the importance, uh, but also he's got to make sure that he's he's uh, protecting uh, people's health in the eyes of um, all the people who uh, have the data for that. And they're telling him this and you know, he's in a he's in a shit spot. You know, all these guys are not they've never really dealt with something like this and, and they're doing their best. So I'm just going to give a shout out to Doug Ford and uh, he's holding it down in my opinion. Yeah, I, I do got to yeah, say he's doing pretty well overall. Like, and just going through this list again, I think you're, you guys are on the right track where it's, you know, they're keeping mostly keeping people working, keeping business flowing basically. And just, I think it's more of just a more, it's a more intense, um, you know, red zone type thing. And, for anyone outside of uh, Ontario, red zone is like the highest level of, of uh, restriction, I guess, for businesses and, and uh, I guess people in general as they're going around. So I think it's just trying to drive home like we need to keep people separated, you know, don't have these big events, don't have these big super spreader events and you know, just be a bit smarter about things. Because overall, I mean, just aside from, you know, gyms closing and things like that, I, like, I, I'm not, I don't expect to see much of a change from my typical you know activities yeah and i really do think uh 
Ford made a good call and by moving or whatever, maybe he didn't move it. Maybe it was always going to be on Boxing Day. So Boxing Day is the 26th for anyone listening in the States. Uh, it's the day after Christmas where everyone just goes out and goes shopping uh, for deals. Uh, but uh, yeah, like it's just, uh, it's uh, just human nature. Like if you start breaking the rules on something and nothing happens right away, then you'll continue to break those rules. So if he put the lockdown into effect on Christmas Eve, Chances are a huge chunk of your population is going to break the rules on Christmas and go see family members that they aren't supposed to and gather for a dinner of like, uh, like go see your parents or your grandparents or something like that on Christmas because it's Christmas. And then they're going to realize that nothing actually bad happened to them like uh, monetarily. So they're just going to keep doing it. And so by switching it to Boxing Day, a day where you just go out and you go get deals and you just switch it to shopping online, I think it'll uh, make people... Uh, more prone to actually follow the rules be like wow it's not actually not that bad uh wow i could just order this off amazon and it comes to my house the next day or i can order it through canada post and it'll come in four weeks from now but <laughs> you know it'll get there eventually you know maybe maybe well canada post <laughs> is always a, a crapshoot you know uh, and that's I always think uh, from the first lockdown, the funniest thing uh, that came out of it is that uh, uh, the Canadian government, in order to give PPE all across to the province, to all the people that need it. Yeah, they didn't use Canada Post. Canada Post is the government run postal service here in Canada. Uh, no, they didn't do it to them or Pure Later, which is their express branch, but still like a branch of Canada Post. No, no. They took Amazon's uh, supply chain uh, into effect and actually contracted out to Amazon. So we got government employees here that are so shitty at their jobs that we got to go to private industry to actually make it happen. <laughs> it's just, it, it just goes to speak on how broken uh, some of these agencies actually are. Yeah, and you look at... Um relating to that too with like vaccine distribution right like it's, it's all like ups and fedex and stuff that's doing it it's, it's not canada post like it's <laughs> no it's, it's not it's like it's like yeah my dad's an electrician i gotta go look in the phone book for somebody <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense like at least like uh, i know they were getting the canadian military to distribute the vaccines uh, up here i don't know if they still are i know there were talks of that but i, I feel like the military is a branch of the government that operates not like government agencies like it operates yeah. like a hierarchy of commands like it's very um very uh goal-driven structured, based. structured uh, but it's just like you have a clear goal in mind and your entire purpose is to accomplish whatever that mission is where a government employee's uh mission is to reach retirement and collect that sweet pension baby <laughs> yeah, and maybe yep, get some exactly. serve on the side too why not right <laughs> you know nobody's coming for it yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My small uh, consulting business uh, <laughs> didn't uh, didn't make enough money this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty pretty wild. Like what can actually happen? But yeah. A anything else, uh, Bev, that you noticed on the uh, list here uh, besides like funerals and weddings? Like I remember uh, uh, was supposed to go attend a funeral and I couldn't because uh, they had a maximum of ten people. Uh, including the priest, the people, like the funeral people. And they're like, oh, you can just go wait in the car. Nope, that's against the rules too. So I couldn't be even in the parking lot of the funeral. I just had to yeah, just sit at home and wait and then talk to everyone on a group call. Very, very strange situation. At least this time they're allowing those funerals to actually happen. 
Yeah. yeah, I think the only other thing that was interesting is they, I guess they, they're allowing hotels, cottages, resorts, and mo- motels to stay open so they're not uh, killing Airbnb. Oh, um, well, because yeah, I'm... So that, that was kind of... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm sure like they got a lot of flack from that because Airbnb is run by people who have enough money to own second and third homes, but and not really enough. people. Primarily. Yeah, super over... Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say... I, yeah. I can't afford to own it. No, I can't afford to get the loan for it. And yeah, I'm sure a lot of those people are a lot of the same people making donations to the conservative party. Uh, they're making a lot of phone calls. Like you are going to let Airbnb be a thing or our VRBO or whatever, uh, because I need to pay my mortgage on this giant cottage that I have that I don't actually need. <laughs> but. Yeah. I guess the only other one was the outdoor recreational facilities, but it goes back to that point where, you know, you got to keep people sane and get them out there doing something. So it's yeah. kind of nice, uh, you know, Whoa. ice rink shooting, play ranges, a little winter baseball. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there you go. Well, uh, That's Bev, funny. can you pull up that, uh, um, it was uh, based out of Calgary where that, uh, oh, yeah. teenager, uh, got, uh, was outside. Oh, yeah. And again, this is what I saw on my 30 seconds of, uh, Instagram news. So hopefully we can pull up the real article here, oh, but, there it is. uh, what do we, what do we got? Yeah. Police arrest, uh, 21 year old skating on an outdoor rink in Calgary. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Very, very dangerous. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Dev, uh, you got the article pulled up there. Uh, give us a little uh, synopsis and, uh, for, people following us on uh, youtube you can follow along too yeah i'm just taking a look at it so i guess the uh there are about 40 people using this outdoor rink which uh, was breaking the gathering restrictions uh, uh, for the, okay. the for the province uh and i guess this kid was guess getting smart with them you know what is it what's the health regulation um uh i guess they were trying to pull him off or uh arrest him or detain him or something and then uh they started grabbing at him i'm sure he started fighting with them and then he, he ends up getting pinned on the ground and arrested okay that's a different situation than was presented uh from the one that i read he's like he's skating alone on this ice rink minded his own business okay alone never mind 39 you're, other people yeah you're playing <laughs> hockey with 39 other people or skate around with 39 other people yeah the cops come to break up that events just go home man like don't be yeah don't be a dick like stupid people win stupid prizes and i'm sure that guy wasn't really minding his own business i'm sure he they're playing hockey right they're playing shinny it was a bunch of guys they had jerseys on and sticks and i saw the full video oh my god Um, okay well then yeah yeah. Uh, i mean you're you're better off just to listen to the police that's probably uh, the best advice i could really give you in life is uh police uh, a woman or man is saying something to you you should probably listen to what they're saying uh he pretty much resists arrest the whole time which is crazy and honestly if if, you know if this was a different country and maybe he was a different color or something too this might have been uh, (laughs) a lot worse of a situation uh, because he was was doing some crazy shit like he was pulling away from them he was kind of pushing back on them like honestly like really really risking it in my opinion but like he should have just said yeah you know sorry we fucked up and uh fucked off or got your ticket or whatever but uh yeah, yeah. he's lucky he is where he was and he and he is who he is because uh, like i said a couple a couple key things different in a situation like this and this would be a way bigger story for a much worse reason yeah well uh yeah i'm sorry i even brought this up because this guy's a, a fucking idiot like just yeah he just go home man like you wouldn't have got a ticket you wouldn't have got arrested you wouldn't have got anything if you just were hey all right guys 
All right, game's over. It's time to go home. It's COVID time. I know, I know it sucks. All right, get out of here. And like, that's what, I'm sure that's what the cops want to do because they're not coming in here oh, power yeah. tripping. They didn't drive their their uh, SUVs on the ice or anything like that. They just walked over to them. And then this guy's being a, a prick about it. Like, just, just go yeah. home. Like, that's, I have the same attitude as uh, you do, uh, Big D. Like, whenever a cop tells you to do something, just do it. Like, let's say you were going to get a ticket. Just take the ticket. You want to go fight it? Go fight it with someone who can actually do it. Go fight it. Go fight it in court. Uh, don't, don't risk the situation. Like, I wouldn't want to be a cop. Like, cop out of, like, cop, firefighter, or um, paramedic, cop is the worst one out of all of it. Because people hate police in general like you only call a cop on your worst day it's rather something you are the victim of something uh or you are doing something that you're not supposed to be doing like those are the only two interactions that most people have with police officers and like they they just get shit and of the stick like if you are walking around and you see a person that you don't want to deal with you call the police and the police come and deal with it and that's their job every day for 25 years until they get the checkout like that that would be horrible i i guess the only worse job than that would be a prison guard uh because you're just locked in with those people 24 7 like that that's it'd be even worse but man like yeah cops i don't envy what they do at no, all. definitely not it'd be a tough job yeah yeah Oh man, uh, what else? Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, let's stop talking about the. Them. I think the last interesting one to touch on uh, uh, today is is this new uh, super coronavirus strain <laughs> that's come out in the UK. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. I guess it's a, ah, it's Corona Twenty One, baby. <laughs> there you go, Twenty One. Yeah, part of the plan. Um, yeah, just a uh, a quick note on this too is. Uh, if you look at the different news outlets in the different countries and that too, the reporting on this is all over the place. It's great. Like the, the word mutation is, is what people just love to hang on right now. And, and you know, the reality is it is a mutation of the virus. Viruses mutate all the time. Um, I was watching a, a video uh, with a doctor who was saying that, you know, an average flu uh, virus mutates every couple of days, generally like the yearly flu. Um, so it's a, it's a normal thing. It's happened multiple times over the course of this year um, of the pandemic. We've actually dealt with like hundreds of mutations of the coronavirus. Um, and this is just another one. It's it's proving to be more prevalent in the UK and also um, more um, easily contracted, it seems. Um, but they're pretty much expecting, you know, that it's not it's not really going to make a huge difference into like uh, what we're doing as far as vaccines and things like that, too. Um so it's interesting that, you know, obviously the sensationalism of, of media is there again. They know they're going to get the clicks by scaring the fuck out of everybody. But if you can pretty much go and look at anyone who actually knows what they're talking about, uh, saying, you know, the same thing that it is, it is proving to be um, a little bit more um, easy to contract. And that's the concern is just more people getting sick faster. But it's not some super mutant virus that's that's uh, really anything different. It's still at its core is the COVID-19 uh, virus. So. Just interesting to see how the coverage affects people, and then people just kind of read, read a highlight, uh, highlighted, you know, um, headline, and just kind of run with it, right? Yeah. The other thing is, yeah, well, it's like, interesting here. It says that uh, uh, highly likely that the immune response by Pfizer's vaccine will can also deal with the new virus uh, variants. So, yeah, I think exactly what you said, Big D. It's uh, it's kind of sensationalized a bit. Yeah, like you got to remember the whole point of a virus like is to multiply 
and spread. If a virus is extremely deadly, it's not going to do what its DNA tells it to do. It's not going to be able to spread anywhere because it just kills all its hosts. Uh, that's why, like, like, it was really good that, uh, like, Ebola, whatever it was, three years ago, five years ago, whatever that huge thing was, like, they did a really good job containing it uh, because it is spread very easily, but it also didn't spread super fast because it just kills everyone that it comes in contact with. And to pick it up again, you got to come in contact with the person who's dying right next to you. So it's killing the caregivers too. Like it's not, like I hate the word of it, it's not a good virus. Like a good virus is H1N1 or whatever, the common flu. Like I don't know if that's the common flu, but the one that people get the flu shot for normally, like that's a good virus because it doesn't go away. It comes every single year and it just keeps on coming back because it doesn't kill you. But it definitely gets you sick. And like that's probably, well, I'm not a doctor or anything like that. And maybe I'm way off base here, but that's probably what's going to happen to COVID. Like it's just going to keep on mutating, mutating, mutating until it's it's never going to go away, really. Uh, but it's just going to stop being as deadly, uh, I would assume. I would assume that this is what it's going to look like five years from now. Like, time stamp this, bam, this episode five years from now when we have a pod, they're like, oh, you're fucked, bud. I killed half the people out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, who knows? Like, who knows? And I think that countries right now that are banning travel from the UK are doing it more uh, to appease the masses than like you're saying like if the pfizer vaccine is effective against it then they're doing it to stop uh, they're not doing it as much to stop the spread just to stop the uh sensationalism uh from the media and stop the sensationalism from their uh their constituents like here in canada like if you we're reading this like there's a super spreading virus or whatever and we're still letting people come in from that country screw it like you'd you'd be up in arms and i'm sure that's why they shut it down right now and i'm sure that's why the uh marriott at uh, heathrow is at 100 percent capacity just jacking up their rates loving life <laughs> exactly well it's it's funny with all this uh with all the travel bans i know with um how they're they treat essential travel it's like basically any any remotely business related travel seems to be um uh acceptable like i know even even uh you know i had a conversation with someone today who's who traveled to london actually uh, on a sales meeting and it was all okay yeah oh yeah you're essential yeah no problem even though this guy's in the 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 foreign exchange industry is really not uh, essential in any any respect his meeting certainly was not essential uh, but they've just kind of blanketed it just to, again just to kind of keep things moving and try and keep the business side you know kind of appeased and, and keep deals happening and all that but you know that's that's where all those uh, so much of that transmission is coming from because you know you, you hope everybody does their their 14 day um, uh, isolation and quarantine but how many people really do I mean I, I bet a lot don't well, that's one thing that Ford was saying. He was uh, talking about how the rules here in Canada for people returning home are pretty much a joke. Like, they're like, yeah, go go home and quarantine for 14 days. And they'll call you once a day to make sure you're there. But, I mean, who can just answer the phone and say, like, yeah, I'm at home. Like, they're not tracking you. They're not. There are no checkpoints. There's none of that stuff. Like, it's just... You promise to go right to your hotel and not move anywhere for 14 days? I promise. And that's it. It's over. So, yeah. of course, people aren't doing you that. You compare that to um, 
places like, you know, uh, this week we saw that New Zealand basically opened up to regular life, no masks or anything like that. And so like New Zealand and Australia uh, being, you know, islands and having to protect themselves all the time. Uh, their 14 day quarantine is uh, people do spot checks and show up to your house uh, and question you. So like they're, they're <laughs> a they lot should. more serious. Yeah. Like that's, that's the level that yep. in those areas where they know they're fucked, if something like that gets way out of control on an Island, uh, that's kind of what they're doing. And that's why, like I said, New Zealand's already back to actual normal. Right. So, yeah. Like I, I heard a story and who knows if it's true or not from like the beginning of quarantine. Uh, but they tracked like some cases down to, a lid of a garbage can like it was the most crazy thing and they just dumped all their resources at stopping this stopping the spread of this virus and i i love the idea of that like you got the money fuck giving it to the people on welfare already collecting money give it to the people who are gonna fucking stop it and trace it and actually yeah. do something about it don't just hand out a bunch of money and shut everything down like fucking stop it do something but i mean hindsight 2020 i guess kind of like we're still in the middle of it and they're still making changes but at least they're uh at least canada is uh trying to do the right thing and ask for the money back like yeah. fucking ndp up here asking for debt forgiveness uh for everyone who collected serb like that's fucking bullshit like i oh yeah i uh, I worked the whole time. There's a reason I'll, why the NDP lost so many seats. Yeah. Like, I mean, who the, who the fuck is going to pay? Like one of the biggest jokes up here is, uh, back in the nineties, uh, the NDP got into power in the provincial level, fucked everything up royally, spent way too much money. So they had something called Ray day. So, uh, uh, that was the last name, uh, of the premier at the time. And so public service workers, were forced to come into work and not get paid for that day because they didn't have enough money to pay for their firefighters, for their teachers, or for the policemen. So they're still expected to go into work, but not actually get paid. And those are the Ray days. You gotta, you gotta do it for Ray because Ray spent way too much money giving out fucking <laughs> oh, government handouts. Ray like a goof to me, bud. Um, <laughs> Guy's yeah, still in politics. <laughs> fucking now, he's at the, he's a liberal now. He was fucking the interim leader. Like what a. Uh-huh. So he's just I don't going know. down a, I don't a whole nother fucking rabbit hole of retardation there. The liberals, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like I think what this all pretty much boils down to, and what I was seeing, you know, with some of the stuff I've been reading and watching, is that you know, UK, Canada, US, a lot of these big countries that are you know now in this vaccine, um, you know, uh, race to get the vaccine out to people as quickly as possible. It's approved, and we're, we got things moving. You know, we're at a position now where by March, April, we'll, we'll be at pretty good vaccination levels to start really you know moving in the right direction of opening things up so it's like we're right at the finish line now and they just don't want to stumble and that's what all this pretty much amounts to whether it's you know uh limiting travel or um you know the how are we going to fund people like just give them the money um everything we talked about today at all it all equates down to you know, the lockdown um is that like we're right there now right like we're months away from really you know making some significant progress after just a hellacious year of spending and just bullshit and uh it's just, everyone's just trying to hold this fucking thing together and, and uh you know make sure the the wheels don't come flying off before we cross that finish line and and that, that's all we're really at. That's, that's where we are. We're, we're, you know, three, four months away from um, some significant change in, in our daily lives in a positive way for once um, with getting this this vaccination levels, um, 
you know, at, at an acceptable level now where we're starting to see herd immunity actually um, acquired herd immunity through vaccination actually be, be impactful. Right. So it's like, fuck, like just hold it together, boys, like 90 days, 120 <laughs> days. Like we're, we're so yeah. close. <laughs> well, the funny thing about it is like every everybody knew it was going to be worse this year than last year. Like levels were going to be higher. All this yeah. stuff was going to be higher. It's, it's not a surprise, but people are acting like, Oh my God, they're going into another lockdown. Like, well, of course they would. They can't come out and tell you that that's what they're going to do because you're going to freak out about it. But of course it's going to be worse the second time. All the models said it was going to be worse the second year. And then it's going to be pretty good. The third, like, like it's going to be like way lower the third year ish sort of thing where you don't actually need it, where you're just spot checking it. Like it's, it's not a surprise and the fact that people are treating it like a surprise like it's that weird mentality like that head in the sand mentality like no everything's going to be everything's going to be fine like it's all going to be back to normal in a couple of weeks like no we all knew it's going to be probably realistically be gone by this summer like it's no one's going to be talking about covid anymore like it's, it's done come yeah, july and, oh, spoiler alert for those people if they're heading to sand this is not going to be only 28 days for ontario that we will definitely be going longer than 28 days 100 so. percent. like there's not a chance sure. not a chance I mean, hey, well, let's let's just be realistic. Oh, yeah, kids, elementary school kids are going to go back to school in uh, two or three weeks on January 11th. Yeah, you know, okay, sure they are. Like, there's no way that's going to happen. Not a chance. Oh, wow. We, uh, this is, I think this is a first. Uh, this is actually one of the casts where we stayed on timeline. Well, uh, Thanks for joining us uh, this week, and uh, hopefully you join us uh, for the next one uh, next week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, 